Come on in, guys. Matt Hambidge and Jared Sundin back for the second to last time this season. The penultimate episode, Star Wars 44. What do you think, Jared? Another another solid episode. It's it's closing on a hot streak. Or maybe not hot streak, a, a slightly warm streak. Yeah, we are we're in a Minnesota heat wave. It's been about <laughs> it's been about 73 for the last five episodes. I I'm in love with that phrase, actually. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I want to give you credit for that. I've never heard but, it before. And okay, so you so you did yeah. take it from somewhere else. That's a that's a Jared original. Yeah, right, right on the spot. Oh, that's, that's what the people come here for. <laughs> a Minnesota heat wave. I need to remember that one. I'll probably forget, but I need to remember that one. So our our favorite player, Jared, finally got voted out. Uh huh. Um, I was, I was confused at the vote. Maybe you can, maybe you can enlighten me. Okay. Confused, um, confused on why Jamie or. Well, not necessarily why they picked Jamie, but just like, I thought it was Carolyn. Really part. I, I, I never thought Carolyn was in danger of going home. The only thing I thought that could have messed up the the majority plan was if Heidi had played her idol for Jamie. I I I always felt like Jamie was going to be the the majority target. Okay. Yeah. I I could have just completely read it wrong then or they just like tricked me with their like the person who needs to go home for the whole game is going home and they were just like playing it up that it was Carolyn, obviously, and then, you know, they voted for who they're actually going to vote for. I, well, I think the the edit needed to give the audience somebody else just as a, maybe it's not as easy as it seemed because that's just super boring if it's completely obvious on who it is. So I, I it seemed like it was pretty sure that it was Jamie. Although... Did you notice Carolyn's reaction after they read the second vote? Yeah, like I uh, she even when they were talking at tribal council, she was like, guys, what's happening here? But no matter what, two votes shouldn't have been surprising. No, no, that's true. Jamie and Heidi, um, <laughs> pretty obviously. Yeah. Or no, the, Jamie and Lauren. Jamie and Lauren. Yeah. Like for sure, it's whichever Tika that they choose should be getting two votes. That part should not be a surprise whatsoever. It's if she got a third vote, then yeah, show a little shock. But two votes is if you're convinced it's a Tika or somebody else, that Tika is getting two votes no matter what. Yeah. And and honestly, even three votes, I wouldn't be super shocked. Yeah, it could have been a straight <laughs> three three split. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they the other players don't want to vote against Tika. I mean, we'll go back to the beginning of the episode. And Danny was voted out. They had a chance to vote against Tika. And I, you know what? Carson was right. 
th- apparently three three is a majority. Yeah, yeah, the math has changed. Math has now changed, but I would have really liked to have seen Lauren and Jamie discuss why they didn't vote against Tika. That's like critical game insight. They had a they had a, they had a as good of a chance as now as they would have would ha- ever have the rest of the game to flip. Yeah. Yep. No, no further comments from me on that. <laughs> Fair enough. And then, um, so we get Carolyn. She's kind of riding high. She she played the idol for for Carson. Now it wasn't needed, but I loved what she said that she was still glad she played the idol. That even though it was you know quote unquote a wrong play, it still to her was the right play. And I feel like people get lost in that a lot that if I, I I like to preach process over results on a lot of these things, whether it's survivor or fantasy football or whatever it is, if the process is right, you do it right over and over and over. Good things will happen. And Carolyn's process in playing the idol was completely correct. And I think she had the right read that Carson was the target ended up not being the majority target, but you can make a correct read and a correct play, even if it wasn't strictly needed. And, so, and I was I was really impressed that she like caught on to that and and didn't kind of bemoan the fact. Yeah, she was disappointed. She she played the other one wasn't absolutely needed, but she was able to recognize that it was still a good decision in the moment to do. Yeah, I guess well, I was going to ask why you thought why you would say it was the correct play, even though. It was essentially, I don't want to say wasted because long term, it you know, it's not necessarily a waste. But so uh, it's because because in the in the moment, like you, that's that's why. I can't remember where I heard the first. Maybe it was Stephen Fishback. No, no, no. It was Matthew Barry actually. Matthew Barry is where I caught on the phrase "process over results." He preaches it all the time in fantasy football that you can't get hung up on not starting some wide receiver four on a team who catches two passes for a hundred yards and two touchdowns because what's most likely to happen? Not that the process was correct in benching Jalen Rager, Claypool, chase Claypool, Jalen Rager. Yeah. They might Rager might return a punt for touchdown. Claypool might have an 80 yard touchdown catch might score four touchdowns. (laughs) might do that, but you're going to have better options. And if you make the right process throughout the entire course of a season, You'll, your result overall will be better. So I think Carolyn's process in deciding in the moment to play or not play the idol was the correct play. That if you do like a risk analysis, if you want to call it risk versus you know, risk reward, whatever phrase you want to use there, that the risk of not playing the idol was greater than the reward or the risk of playing it and having this happen. I, I get what you're saying. I might push back on that though. Okay. Um so for Carolyn to win the game, she has a better chance if Carson and Jam Jam aren't there. See, I I think it was also kind of predicated on her flipping this vote cuz she said she needs Carson for one more vote, but one at least one Tika is guaranteed final 3 right now. And 
their their best chance at winning is for just I think this is for all the Tikas be the only Tika or have all three of them at the final tribal. Because it's, I feel like it's going to obviously the best chance is on your yeah, own. You, yeah. you against Heidi and Lauren should be a walk in the park for whichever one is there. And if it's all three, then it's kind of an, an even fight. And I'd be actually kind of excited to see how that plays out. Now, if it's two, then, I mean, it's, it's still, it's still a you know, one versus one. That third person is getting zero votes. Most likely maybe, maybe they'll squeeze out one. Um, but, but again, it's in, and I, I absolutely see your point. I'm not going to argue too much on it because I do see the valid validity and and reason behind it. But yeah, it would be kind of predicated on Carolyn then flipping and getting out one of them this vote. You know, Carson, maybe or either one. I don't think it really matters at this point. You got to get them both out because she does say she needs to get Carson out. Um, but the opportunities are running out for for any of them to do anything right now. Yeah, Jam Jam said, Jam Jam said he needed to get Carolyn out, and that's that's part of why I bought it so much is because like even his confessionals, he's getting like really worked up about the idea of having to get rid of Carolyn. Um, at least that was that was how I interpreted it. Yeah, and I saw a lot of that going going on around Twitter, and I don't know what it was that I just never bought into it myself. It just it just feels like these three are going far that they're going to be at least three of the final four if not the final three and i don't have any logical explanation to back that up that's just been a gut feeling that i've had for most of the season or not most of the season most of the post merge probably so it's kind of a, a heart overhead thing there where i just didn't it didn't make sense in my head that that one of those three was going home tonight, even though one of them should have. Okay. Yeah. But Carolyn starts talking her game up and maybe making people a little more aware that she's actually playing a good game, which which we've all been aware of. It hasn't been lost on us. And again, it could be kind of an acute editing trick that the players are on the island with her all day, every day. They, If they have any worth in the game at all, they know what's happening, at least to a degree that Carolyn, yes, she's kind of kooky and, and crazy a little bit, asking him to burp into her mouth. Uh, but, but she's playing she's playing the game. Like <laughs> you can't you can only mask your gameplay so much, even with things like that, that maybe she didn't need to talk up all the you know, kind of the sneaky moves that she'd been doing. But that shouldn't have been some big like eye opener revelation to the rest of the players. Yeah, certainly something they can use though to their advantage. Um, yes, when it comes to strategizing against her. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so they 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 get into idol hunting mode. Um, of course with with Carolyn playing her idol last travel council, one assumed assumedly is back back in the jungle. From what we saw. Nobody found it. I would have assumed it would have be would have been played tonight if someone had found it with all the uncertainty running around. Now with Heidi playing her idol, and this was just hilarious that she played this. We'll get to that, and I think I'll save that, save that take for the vote. Um, but with her playing her idol, there could be two more idols to be found next week, Jared. And wouldn't wouldn't that just be per, a perfect way to just 
put the fire out of a, of a strong stretch run of the season. I, well, okay. So they did this original idol hunt and then we like saw nothing, right? Correct. Okay. I doubt there's going to be two more. Because I, I wouldn't put it past production. Well, isn't one. So these have both been found post merge. The ones that just got played. Well, well, because Carolyn's was was Tika's, right? So you think that that wouldn't go back into play. That's that's the reasoning behind the other ones, right? Oh, so, I, I see how you're thinking about. Yeah, I didn't I didn't take that into into consideration. So I would, just I would think, say I was just one. thinking I was just thinking idol in general, but yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah, I, I would say there'd oh. be one idol that would potentially still be found. Okay. No, that 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 makes sense. I guess I don't know if I've just never paid attention to that, or if all those early game idols have just been played, so it hasn't really been an issue with them lasting this long. That if someone finds it pre-merge, it's going to get played pre-merge. Hmm. Do you know if there's a rule on that? I have Th- no that's, idea. That's been noted at least. Yeah, because like, well, also just the reasoning behind it is, let's say all three idols from the original camps make it to the merge and then there's an idol found post merge every time one of those three original idols gets played there's not going to be another one that goes back into the game or else there'd be four post merge true idols true i could also see production just saying hey let's throw these back into the into the jungle because we (laughs) the more the better yeah but no that's i i'm gonna i'm gonna trust you on that one that that's that's the case and there's only one to maybe be found but even one idol at the final five i say it, i think i say it every season give us one peer round just just one that's do you know how little that's asking for <laughs> just give us one round with nothing it's it's asking for one unit of things yes that's was the that lowest it? amount without being zero in whole numbers was that it was that an always sunny reference, Jared? No, 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 no. Well, it was just unintentional. Oh, okay. There, there's a joke in an episode about units of stress. <laughs> okay. No, it was it was not intentionally an always sunny joke. Although to be fair, always sunny is kind of like the Simpsons at this point, where almost anything you say can be related relayed back to an episode or two. And that it's you can make it a reference. Well, it's so, a sign, yeah, sign of a I'll, good show. I'll chalk one up to you. To the, okay. to the board for you on that one. Um, and then we just get a bunch of talk of how everyone knows that the, that Tika needs to go. And I mean, to their credit, Jam Jam, Carson, and Carolyn played this so well. Just towing that line perfectly of being agreeable with the plan to vote out whoever it was, but not going full on into it where it could be seen as, oh, you broke a promise or anything like that. And then touching base with each other, especially Carson and Carolyn, saying, oh, we were told this, I was told this, but we're still together. They played this just extremely well. Yeah, that's probably why they're all still in the game. Like, they're they're just the superior players, and this is part of it. Like, you, they've been just three of them together, and they've fairly easily made it this far. Yes. Well, well, I would love 
some more explosiveness, some, some fireworks, if you will. It's like a very, 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 very few more very light version of Palau. Where it's just this one group is just, and obviously that's that was kind of challenge based, but it's just one group just kind of walking through the game without much pushback, but it's still yep. entertaining to watch. I know I Palau a lot higher than you for that fact alone, but it's still, and this one's a little different where it's more strategic, which I'm sure draws you to it more. But they're just, it's like they're reading the, a script of a show. It's like, oh, this is going to happen next because the script says so. So we're just going to do this. But they don't have the script, so they don't know what's coming. Is 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 almost how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like how the NFL works. Yes. Yeah. When when they when they revealed that it's all scripted, man, that was <laughs> some big revelations. Yeah. Great, great day on Twitter when that happened. Great Twitter day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, it's like it's like they're playing on easy mode and everyone else is on all Madden. Mm-hmm. When they could also put it on easy mode for themselves. They just choose not to. <laughs> yeah, yep. All right, we get a two-challenge episode this week, Jared. I know you're you're thrilled about that, probably. Big on the challenges. Food time. You not for I... them. Not for them, for me to go get food. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I realized when Jeff, when Jeff is announcing the challenge, he he says a trip to, and they all finish the sentence "Survivor Sanctuary." Mix up the reward, please. <laughs> like it's such a simple thing to do. They go they go to the same place. It's like oh, you get sandwiches this time, or you get a buffet, or whatever it is. Welcome just, to the world of low budget survivor. We play 26 <laughs> days and everything's the same. It it just it just feels so lazy. It is. And, and I'm sure I'm late to the party and catching on to this, but it just clicked for me tonight when they when when they finished Jeff's sentence and I was like, "What is happening? Do something uh-huh. else." Like, you know, you know what reward I instantly went to when I thought of they need to mix it up? Um the uh, getaway retreat from Africa with the drive-in movie. No, but but it was a movie one. The the Jack and Jill <laughs> reward. Yeah. It's I understand that maybe you don't have access to you know early movies, but those kind of things give them something different to do. Also, this was maybe the fakest reaction I've ever seen to anything. And they said sandwiches and their mouths just like dropped. Like, <laughs> it wasn't even a type of sandwich. It was just it was just sandwiches. <laughs> Italians. Italians, Matt. Ooh, that would have gotten me. That would have gotten me. <laughs> just for you. But oh man, that that was that was interesting. Just sandwiches. <gasps> it's like it's not yeah. like they said, "Oh, we're having we're having Jersey Mike's catered in for this one." That'd be a good reaction, but just it, just plain sandwiches. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, but a classic blindfolded challenge, although not not the one I like because no one can walk. Well, some of you could walk into stuff. Uh, two teams of three. We have Jamie, Heidi, and Carolyn against Carson, Jam, Jam, and Lauren. Jamie and Carson are strapped in a giant ball that gets rolled around a obstacle course with the other members of the teams blindfolded then when they get through the course the person in the ball instructs the still blindfolded teammates through a table maze 
And it's a table. I mean, it's a maze. So, of course, the team with Carson wins, even though. I mean, it's a, it's a puzzle. He's going to win. It's basically, it's basically what it comes down to, it seems like. Uh, so they get to go to the sanctuary, get some some foot massages, some some great food. I don't know what it was. Pretty boring, it looked like, for us. But I'm sure they loved it. Any yep. thoughts on the challenge? Uh, well, it's not for us, Matt. It's for them. They're the ones playing Survivor, remember? So, yeah. The the challenge was a challenge, and the reward was a reward. Yes. And it seemed like an incredibly short reward. Because what, what I caught is when they when those three come back, they say, oh, hope you guys got some rice in your belly. And Carolyn says, not yet. <laughs> Carolyn, I have no idea what that means. So I have a couple thoughts. Either one, the reward was like two hours and they hadn't gotten to the rice yet. Or they just didn't. I thought, I thought like we saw them cooking the rice right away when they got back to camp. Hmm. Either way, it struck me as weird. It, it also could have just been Carolyn just answering a question just in some way, just for whatever reason, which which wouldn't have been surprising. But it, it, it struck me a little bit as struck me a little bit odd that was the reward actually that short where they didn't have time to cook the rice and eat it before they got back. Yeah, that's like it's the kind of sentence that just makes you think. Is there more of that? It's classic. Not, I mean, we've had Chris on the show, but there's there's one other person that we both know I can think of that would answer a question like that, where it's it's just a, a straight up fluster. You <laughs> just try and try and confuse people. Oh yeah, did you eat yet? Or did you get some rice in your bellies? No, not yet. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably means absolutely nothing, but it would be yeah. funny if the if part of the budget is the reward is just that short. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, right now it's it's a lot more the same. It's just thinking Tika needs to go. Tika agreeing that Tika needs to go, saying, "Oh yeah, I'll vote Carson out, or I'll vote Jam Jam out, I'll vote Carolyn out," and then telling themselves the, or each other that, "No, we're not going to do that. We're going to stay stay Tika strong." I don't know. It was shaping up to be a pretty interesting interesting vote, potentially at least. Um depending on who what's their their head head lead versus their heart or vice versa. Uh, and then we get to the immunity challenge. Pretty straightforward, classic one we've seen. They hold two ropes, balancing a ball on a disc, periodically move farther back to have more rope to use. Why wouldn't this be a live transition when they go from one section to the next? Especially in the hardest era of Survivor ever. Yeah. Like, I don't it just, know. It, it just seemed... Like, I know they have some where... Trying to th- I'm trying to think of another example of one where it makes sense to not be a live transition. Like, oh, I think on the... On the one where they hold, like, two poles against, like, the ball or whatever, you have to yeah, set it down to, to reset. There's something like that. Obviously, you have to you know, physics won't allow it to be the other way. But this one seemed like any other challenge where they're moving on a board and they're not, you're not having to pick up pieces or like tie more rope to the end of their existing rope. They're just moving back and holding the rope. That's, that's one thing I did not notice um, because my brain was too hung up 
very stupid thing to mention, but when Jeff said, like, okay, first stage is over, you can drop your ball, he said, drop your ball, singular. And I was like, Jeff, there's there's no more ball puns right now. You can't say let let your balls drop or something like that. Like <laughs> it, that's another thing we've just lost. It's 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 sad. I was hung up well, on that, but yeah, live transition. Well, that Jared, been. I have some very good news for you. If that's what you're missing, male genitalia puns, then Survivor Australia will have some some nice surprises for you. Okay, see you're hyping me up now. This is that's I uh, granted, it sounds good from how you describe it, but when you start teasing me with stuff like that, I No, it's there's there's no tease. It's just a, a straight up preview. It's <laughs> I can't I can't remember how early on it starts, but the the, the late the last few seasons it's it's the point kind of where it got with Jeff was like, oh, he's doing this intentionally. He there's no way he's not. And so yeah, there's there's some there's some great stuff. Okay, good. That'll that can be a segment if and when we ever cover Australian Survivor, even if it's you know segmented, that can be that can be a, a segment of Jared's favorite dick jokes. From Jonathan. That was was that an impression of Chris's Aussie it accent? Was. Okay. Versus your own own attempt no. at one, it could be impression of Chris's. For all you uh, know, that was a secret twist. Oh, <laughs> that would be a twist because I didn't get any. Me- I haven't gotten a message from Chris since the, since the first time that happened. No, I see the difference between Chris and the Survivor producers is that Chris realized how pointless it is, like immediately after doing it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Chris does have that self awareness. Yep. Something Don't that, get that. Yeah. That production could use use it quite a bit more of. Uh, Lauren outlast Heidi, getting her second immunity win. Um, but so I was happy that Heidi lost for the sole reason that she wouldn't be able to just walk, you know, eyes closed through to the final four. That at least one of these challenge or tribal councils. Oh my goodness, she'd have to be vulnerable, assuming she didn't win the next one. It, it was a small victory. For the viewers, small victory. Um. So then, then the vote comes down to which which Tika is going to be the target, and what is their counter move. So obviously, it can't be Lauren. Um. So then it comes down to Jamie versus Heidi. But Heidi is seemingly on board to work with the three Tikas, which then basically just leaves Jamie as as the default. Do you think Heidi should have played her idol for Jamie? If she knew it was going to be Jamie or had it was beyond reasonable doubt that it was going to be Jamie, I would say yes. I would agree. I, I think. And you I need think to start it, getting these I, people out of the game. And I think it was beyond reasonable doubt. Or there was enough. Enough certainty or level of confidence that it was Jamie and not and not Heidi. Cuz if 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 you have any awareness in the game, you need to realize how much of an 
uphill battle it is, it will be to beat a Tika member at Final Tribal Council. Right. And I'm I'm the last person that's ever going to say play your idol for someone else. My my brand <laughs> as they say, um loyalty is my brand. Uh, I was just thinking it. <laughs> um no, my brand is play the idol for yourself. But in this case, like getting yourself to the end against one or more Tikas is essentially just quitting. Yes, because you're using this. It The move isn't necessarily, or the move isn't saving Jamie. It's eliminating, in this case, Carolyn. Yeah, would have been a big move for the resume. Like all you, no way it could be anyone but you. Yeah, because even, so. even if people told her to do it, She'd have to still pull the trigger herself. But now it's just all all she's doing is guaranteeing a Tika member makes final tribal and probably wins the most like better at least win the game. And also this move could hurt her if she were to make it to final tribal. Because she received no votes and seemingly was never even on the table as a target. <laughs> so bad. It just it just shows so little awareness of what's happening in the game. And yeah, you can claim paranoia or whatever, but when you're at Final Tribal, you don't have much margin for error, if any at all. And especially in this case, because if she's there, there's going to be, like we said, one, potentially two Tika members. You've got to have an airtight argument to even have a fighting chance and something like this could be like, Oh yeah, we strung her along. Cause she didn't know what was happening. We just kind of told her what to do and she didn't have any agency clearly based on this vote. She wasn't really involved in what was happening. Otherwise she went to play her idol for herself. She would have stayed at the next vote. Yeah. I, at one point this episode, when Heidi was talking about like having an idol, then going to find another one. If she acquired two idols post merge, and correctly used at least one of them and competently used the other. In my head, I had gone to the point of can Heidi potentially win the game? And my answer to that now is no. Yes. It would have been if she had gotten a second idol tonight. Do you? Th- I almost think she should have played them both herself and Jamie and just force. Atika out. At yeah, that, that would at that point it wouldn't matter which one. Yeah, yeah, don't don't play it for yourself and save it for yourself for the next two tribals. Force Atika out. Give non Tikas the majority going into the, the the final stretch. And that and that would have been potentially a game winning move if she was able to do that. Yeah, no, that but would again, have been yeah, like yeah, boss move if <laughs> if she did that. But uh, no, she. Played it for herself and got no votes. Yes. So she will rightfully be upset about that. Um, I mean, that's... I think that's it for this episode. Um, I mean, Jamie... We I know we, we write, we've read on her quite a bit this season. Partially, rightfully so. Um, but she, she had maybe more fun than anybody except for maybe Danny with her time out there. So kudos to her. She had a blast. I hope she's taking okay watching it on the on the playback as she's just getting roasted by by the edit. 
but uh, she was fine. I didn't enjoy her as a player, mostly because of just how wrong she was on everything. And it got to be kind of annoying with how positive she was when nothing was going right, but she just didn't, re- didn't realize it. Yeah. In a, but, in a way, it was fun, but like it's it's a little stressful to watch someone do that and keep advancing in the game. Just completely in spite of everything they they think and do in the game. Yeah. But she she but, made for some some entertaining moments. Yeah, and she and she had fun. And if you're not gonna win, at least have fun. Yeah. So I I know that I've uh, I've picked on her a lot, but overall, like probably top third of entertaining cast members this season. So top so top six of eighteen. Okay. Some very yeah. impressive statistical ranking there. I mean, if we're just, you know, we have the three tribes to start the season. If you were just separating like tribe one, six best players, tribe two, like middle six players, tribe three, bottom six players. Like, I would say Jamie would be in the in the top of entertainment value. That sounds suspicious, suspiciously like a tier list, Jared. Practicing. Uh, yeah, I'm. I don't want to I don't want to say for sure it's a tier list, but if it was interpreted that way, I'm I'm not going to argue either. I need to keep talking about that. So we actually do it versus just talking about it. And then oh, I'm let it, I let am 100 percent serious. OK, good, good. Because I know we we often will talk about, oh, we might have something for the offseason and we don't have any ideas. Now we have an idea. We have two ideas, actually. We may have this, too much. <laughs> this I mean, this one's going to be. Unless we're gonna do like three hour episodes or multiple episodes per week, it's gonna be a it's gonna span multiple seasons of Survivor, just doing it in between. Which I'm fine with. Because it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a lot of work, but it'll be it'll be fun. Um lastly on this on this on this episode though, the big twist at the end, Jared. Oh yeah, I saw that. The new beach. What are they gonna do? Honestly, it's no longer a twist if the tribe can perfectly plan for it and bring their stuff with. I, I think this thought a lot, especially this season, but maybe once per episode, the thought crosses my head of, is this currently the dumbest thing about survivor? (laughs) And I, I want to take back if I said anything previously was the dumbest thing on Survivor this season. This is the dumbest thing. I would agree because there's no point. It's yes, they're like it's not even yeah, it's not a twist. There's like it's just like an FU to the players, kind of. Um and aside from that, there's nothing. Yeah, it it just I don't know. It's there's nothing to it. Never once have we gotten any extended footage of them complaining hardcore about this new beach for the last what, like three days, two days? Yeah, yeah. Another another thought I had to myself too is like if I was watching this episode 
with someone who is watching Survivor for the first season. Um, and they see this scene and Jeff is like, yeah, you guessed correctly. Brand new beach. Good luck. And like they just leave and nothing <laughs> happens. Like this person would be asking me, like, so do they do that every season? Like, do they just go to a new beach with five people? And I'd be like, yeah, now they do. <laughs> and they'd be like, why? And I would say, I don't know. Which is not what you want out of your twists <laughs> or, or supposed twists is fans saying, I don't know why they're doing this. The, they could have saved it a little bit if Jeff had said, oh, you brought all your stuff. Too bad. You can, can't take it with you. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like I mean, that would have like been they a They can twist. take their personal belongings, but rice got to stay. Paint supplies got to stay. It just is, If they want to be a literal fresh start, machete in a pot. Just give them that or, or whatever they do. That would at least add a little bit of entertainment to it. But well, it would have been entertaining to see the look on the players' faces. But aside from that, like you're just doing it for the sake of surprising people. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering now if, because it. I'm hoping. Maybe I'm just thinking this, but because I can't think of any concrete examples off the top of my head here. That once players, you know, figure it out with this kind of stuff that's when production starts to change it up. And maybe now that a, a tribe prepared for this, they'll change it up somehow. Because if they just go from one beach to the next, but still they're full like food rations and everything, then there's even less of a point. And there was already no point. Yeah, and, and I heard too, um, before going on the show, that Carson actually made a second beach <laughs> in his... Um, 3d printer so he he not only knew this was coming but is very prepared for it i'm sure i'm sure that'll be one of the the earliest or early confessionals next week his card's like oh yeah i 3d printed a, a beach so i i know how to do this i was wondering if he did the ball one earlier like the, <laughs> the rolling ball like i nothing would surprise me anymore like yeah did this one too what are the limits of the 3D printer? We see we got I know into we, this last we got in this last last it's... week because can you 3D print a 3D printer that we asked last time? But can you 3D print the full ball like that? <laughs> it depends how big your printer is. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I don't want to think about it much more, but if can you 3D print something bigger than your printer? You can 3D print the parts, probably. Do you think this should be a continuing segment? Is we just ask <laughs> questions about what you can or cannot 3D print? Yeah, we'll just see how many weeks it takes one of us to actually look it up. <laughs> ah, there's zero fun in that. Zero, zero fun, sir, in just looking up answers. Who wants to do that? I'm neither one of us so far. Yes. All right. Finale preview. Do you think there's any any shot aside from I can't even think of anything. Do you is there any shot Heidi or Lauren wins this game? Uh I I think there's a shot Lauren wins. You think so? Mm-hmm. What make what makes you say that? If she's up there with two Tikas and she can say that 
somehow I gutted my way through it. Maybe as a bunch of friends on the jury. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. And um, they, she could just get some jury votes, I feel like. But well, why, why her and not Heidi? Couldn't Heidi just make the same argument? Yeah, Heidi kind of ruined her game tonight. Okay. See, I mean, it is Survivor, so I never want to say anything is guaranteed to happen or not happen. So in that sense, I will say that they both have a shot. But I, I just don't see what any legitimate argument could be. To, to beat anyone from Tika, whether it's one or two of them. I feel like how, how, how much of the merge has been focused on Tika is the deciding vote. Tika is who we need to focus on. Tika needs to get out, and they're still in the game. Carson's a threat. Carolyn's a threat. Everyone loves Jam Jam. All of this gets said by everybody, and yet here they are, three of the final five. I, I just don't see... How, how one of them is not winning the game. If Lauren finds an idol, has to play it like for herself and like pretty much savages one of the Tika people like, you know, the Wentworth Savage situation mm-hmm. um, where like she's the one like calling the shot by putting one vote on a Tika person that goes home. Um, that would be a good start. And then let's say like you fire making challenge Carolyn out of the game and, or like you win immunity and then you choose to give it up to make fire. And like, there are some ways there are some ways no, that that's fair. I just think I don't know that it'd be enough, and maybe it would be. Maybe people it shouldn't be. Sw- be. It maybe shouldn't people be. would be swayed by the last minute heroics, a la Michelle Fitzgerald. That I I I still think that's a that was a big reason she won is because she won challenges at the end of the game, so that was just on people's mind as big moments. Um, Chris Underwood. That's who I was thinking of, but I didn't want to mention him mm, at all. I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mentioned him. Yeah, I never yep. want to mention him if it's if it's in a complimentary way towards his win. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't complimentary. Uh, that was just Fair like enough. describing what happened when he was instructed. He was he was literally given a script <laughs> by, <laughs> by the edge of <laughs> what to do to win the game. Yep. Here's your six step process. You do these things, we will vote for you, and then he did them. Follows directions well. <laughs> what a great testament to, to winning Survivor. You can follow instructions from the people who are voting who, for who wins the game. Yep. Yeah. That's Anyway, that's like my vision of, of how a non-Tika could get it done, but I feel like Heidi kind of blew her shot with the idol. And Yeah. I would put Heidi at, at number five, Lauren yeah. at, at four, and then just there's a just a clear huge gap between the other three yeah who do you think is if if heidi and lauren end up in the final three with a tika member who do you think they'd have the best shot against 
I would say Carolyn. Me too. My, ooh, I'm I'm curious about how our reasons differ if they do. My reasoning would be I would see her having the most likely chance of not being able to explain her game coherently. She can go off on, on different tangents. She can ramble. It might not make sense, even though what the point she's trying to make is the right point. She's she's shown before that she maybe wouldn't be able to tighten it up. And I think I think Carson would have that part on lock 100%. Jam Jam, everyone just laughs and smiles every time he speaks. So even if he kind of misspoke or didn't explain something well, he'd have some funny quip that would get people right back on his side. And I don't, I'm not saying I would predict Carolyn to struggle at Final Tribal, but I think she would be the most likely of the Tika three to struggle. Yep. That, that's the majority of my reasoning, too. Um, she's just more of a wild card, like in front of a big jury of people when the pressure is on. Um, but she has surprised me, like episode after episode, with, how well she handles certain situations. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I definitely, I wouldn't even say it's likely that she like messes up or anything. Um, I would, I would also say that maybe Carson could struggle because the jury would think he was like too rehearsed. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think Jam Jam, if he gets up there, he he wins. Do you think if he makes it, he wins no matter what? Uh not not no matter what. I mean, if Carson comes off as like really genuine and um like can explain his game in not just a strategic way, but like just like overall gameplay building connections with people and mm-hmm. like he, he it turns out that he has those types of relationships with everyone, then I could I could see him or Carolyn doing that and winning too. In in your eyes, what would be the most interesting final three group? Uh probably probably all the Tikas. I would agree. I yeah. think it'd be I think it'd be really fun to see how they all explain their games because personality wise, they're all so different. But they're all still very well liked. For different reasons and their games are similar but there are some differences in terms of how they approached it especially jam jam much more kind of social butterfly um i think i think really as long as there's two tikas i think we'll get a good tribal council yeah if, if, it, if there's one it's it it again should just be obvious that that person just wins the game at least if there's two it it gives unless someone just just poops the bed it's going to give you pretty it should be a close vote, I would imagine. Yeah, I I think there would maybe be some benefit to having Lauren up there just to like get a different perspective. Um, but at this point, like I don't even think I don't think Heidi could give me an interesting enough alternative perspective. Like I, it just seems like we kind of know, um, that she was a little bit outplayed. Um. So, yeah, 
will uh, I'll I'll hope for an all Tika. Um but yeah, if Lauren works her way in there, I, I still might get a little bit of insight from her that I can't get from the other two. Yeah, that that's fair. Yeah, I I'm I'm also hoping for all three Tika. Then I would take any combination of two Tika and and Lauren for the, basically the same same reasons. But I I still I she's maybe a little less on the Heidi. I just don't know what her story her her story would be if she wins the game. And at this now at this point, you know, with just the finale left, we would have we would have had to have seen more from her if she was going to win. And maybe. She has a big moment or two in the finale, and that's what they were saving. That's what they're waiting for. But it would just feel like it came, like if we thought Erica came out of nowhere. This would this would be more of a surprise. She, I, you know, both Heidi and Lauren had more of a a presence on the season, but in the sense that they got shown, like they showed them doing stuff. But there's what no. About, what about Gabler? No, he was Al. He was Al Gabler. You know, he was he was below the surface. But you could see him the whole time. <laughs> below the surface, but you could see him the whole. I mean, time. His, his eyes are poking. Him. He's, you know how alligators are. Yeah, this, yeah. These cartoons. I don't know if that's how they are in real life. I think I've only ever seen. Which ones are in Florida? Gators or crocodiles? Gators. Are... Oh, get... the Florida Gators. Obviously, it's the Gators. I've seen one. One gator, I think, in real life. One and he was me. Thankfully. And it was not in the water. He was on land. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, we were. So we were you playing, saw it. Yeah, yeah, we were playing at a, a tennis tournament at a country club, and they they were just like, "Oh yeah, by the way, they're alligators by the waters. Don't go towards the water." Like, okay, yeah, we, we won't do that. And then so one was on the water, fate or on the on like the shore, like not the shore, like kind of the grass facing the water. So one of my teammates went, dumbest thing anyone's ever done, went up and touched the gator. So so he was behind the gator. And the thing freaked out. Luckily, it it dipped into the water, so away from my away from my friend, and my buddy he went to run away, and he slipped and fell. I if people could see my face right now, I'm, <laughs> I'm having a hard time even imagining what was going through this person's head. It was a. It was an 18 year old college freshman. Okay, well that That's, yeah that explains it. That ex- <laughs> that explains it. But that that gator, I don't think they have a great turning radius. But if, he, if that gator turned around, oh, that would have yeah. that would have been bad to say the least. Yeah, yeah, probably a probably a, a WD from the tournament. Oh no! See, the reason we could even do that is because we were we were the extras. We weren't even playing, so oh, it, okay, it it would it wouldn't have affected the matches whatsoever. Oh, uh, okay. Well, but yes, that's my that's my one experience seeing a real life alligator in person. Um, yeah, the video, I was not the expecting video, that. The video still exists somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's what I want to see. Oh man! Well, no, it'd be fine because you know that it ends. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know, I know. It's There'd fine. be no anticipation of is this guy gonna get his leg chomped off? It's just still just make me cringe a little bit. Yeah, but I don't know. It was on. It was on. This was like right as smartphones were getting popular, so it wasn't even on a smartphone. It was on. Well, I think it was like a, one of those like the slide phones. Remember those? 
Uh-huh. So it was a video of that. I mean, so no, no, so, yeah. So super, before my time. Super high quality, very crystal clear imaging. I can still picture it in my head perfectly. I'll never forget that. Old. Matt is old. I'm younger than you. <laughs> I, I, you are. I, yeah, by a few months. Yeah. All right, but... I think as usual, once you start to ramble, it's a yes. pretty good sign that the episode uh, should should close out here. Our so, tangent for the night. Yeah. Always fun to get one or two in. Episode 12 down, just episode 13 left, the full three-hour finale. I'm sure we'll get some more awkward pizza and champagne moments next week. I did see, I didn't read the article yet, but I did see that Probst is leaving open the possibility of bringing back the live reunion show. Please, oh, give us something. Yes, and I mean this is just we'll we'll we'll, we'll save the complaint for next week. <laughs> but the <laughs> the the onset breakdown, whatever you want to call it, is just is just not that good. No, it's way more fun to let them get perspective. Let Jamie, like Jamie's story, is the perfect example of why we need the reunion to get her perspective. Watching it back, yeah. Because there's no way for her to know what happens. She, yeah, she might learn the idol was fake at this, at this, you know, on island breakdown. But just the full, just getting dunked on by production and the edit. See how she takes all of that. Prime example number one of needing the reunion show. But that'll be a complaint for next week. Mark it down. Uh, but for next week, we'll be back. I think same same time and everything. The longer episode, we're still good. Record, yep. publish on Thursday, right before nice long Memorial Day weekend, Jared. Good stuff. Um, and we'll maybe discuss a little more of our off-season season plans when how long the episode goes, but we kind of teased it out here and there. But there should be some stuff coming at some point in the summer, um, but more not to come. Uh, but in the meantime, just make sure you're subscribed. Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen, you can find us there. You can follow us on Twitter at Llama Talk Pod, Instagram at Talking Llama Pod. For Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge, and we will see you next time for another Scoop of the Crispy.